0: is the Preparedness Radio Network, preparing you for natural and man-made disasters, helpful tips on gardening and homesteading. Be prepared, and remember, preparedness saves lives. This is the Preparedness Radio Network.
1: You are listening to a podcast of The Wise Prepper Show with your hosts, Joshua Patterson and Michael Knight. You can listen to our podcast on the Preparedness Radio Network at www.bpreparedradio.com where preparedness saves lives. You can join in on our next show via Google Hangouts or to learn more, visit our website at www.thewiseprepper.com. Once more, for the latest in prepper news and information. To listen to our past shows or to be part of the next one, visit www.thewiseprepper.com. And now it's time for the Wise Prepper Show.
2: And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wise Prepper Show. I'm Michael Knight, Joshua Patterson with me, your hosts for this evening. And tonight's subject will be about the importance of water, one of the four basics when it comes to preparing for an emergency. Now, we have the Portland Preparedness Store in uh, northeast Portland. It's at the corner of 72nd and Gleason. We established that in 2010 with the idea of helping people who want to help themselves. And it's really a pleasure to say that the customers who come there are the most sensible, down-to-earth people I've met in my life. And I'm not just, you know, scratching their backs. I'm saying that they come in with all sorts of reasons why they think there might be an emergency. But the bottom line is that whatever the emergency, we all need to eat and drink and so
1: forth. Now, over to Joshua Patterson. Well, thanks for joining us for the Live and Wise Prepper Show. My name is Joshua Patterson, and tonight we are talking about water. And water is a critical part of your emergency preparedness plan. We use far more of it than we think we do, and we need a whole lot more of it than we normally consume. So give us a call at 503-417-9595 and ask us your preparedness questions. And uh, we're going to give you a little bit about uh, water storage. Most devastating emergencies that we've seen around the world, the first thing that people realize is that they didn't have enough fresh water to drink And Office of Emergency Management, both for Oregon and Portland and around the country, they all say that we should carry at least one gallon per person per day when you're planning. And now we've started to hear more about, you know, really thinking about that seven-day plan. And as we've seen more and more come out, we're really starting to think about, well, what do we do to keep 30 days of water? And we have a lot of people who come into the store, and they've got questions about how to store their water and how to keep their water safe and what to store it in. It's an interesting
2: fact that we, we live in a part of the world where there's absolutely abundant rainfall. It's actually quite similar to parts of New Zealand where I come from. You know, we had up to 200 inches a year on the west coast over there. But at present, most of New Zealand is actually in drought conditions. So that can show you just how the weather can change so, so rapidly that um, you can find yourself in difficulties when it comes to having water on hand. Another thing is, too, today the uh, United Nations put out a report saying that by 2050, a vast majority of people in the world, and that includes in cities like this, are going to have a tough time getting potable water. These are things that, you know, we have to be considering as we begin to make our our preparedness plans, and a plan is really vital. We'll talk more about that in the next half hour, but um, in the meantime, We'd really like you to uh, come on board, 503-417-9595, and um, give us a talk or give us a call, give us something to discuss with you about your uh, concerns and so forth.
1: This week on uh, Facebook, we asked people what they thought the average American consumed as far as water goes, and we gave them several options. And most folks responded with with 30 to 80 gallons. And I said that I didn't answer us here on the show. And, uh, you know, the average American, according to the CDC, consumes up to 120 gallons of water a day. But you should be storing one gallon per person per day? I think we should store a little bit more. And if you actually consider all of the other things that we consume in the American lifestyle, it actually... We use about 2,000 gallons of water every day if you consider what it takes to make the goods and services that we consume. So be grateful and blessed for what we have. We recommend at the Portland Preparedness Center that you consider at least three gallons of potable water per person per day and more if you expect that you're going to be exerting yourself. And uh, we've got a couple calls on the line. Let's, let's
2: uh, Let's take line one. We've got Braden coming in here. Braden, you're on air.
1: Hey,
3: what's going on? Um, yeah, I was actually in uh, Portland Preparedness Center earlier bought the uh, StoveTech Rocket Stove off your display.
2: All right. Thank you, Braden.
3: Yeah, I was just going to call in and tell everybody how well it worked. Um, definitely a good uh, way to cook your food. We had a great uh, meal on Saturday night. Very easy to use. Two pieces of wood. Cooked it thoroughly. Made some uh, chicken uh, and some pasta. Worked out really well.
2: Braden, I've really got to tell folks this is not, this is an unsolicited call. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, yeah, I'm not, I do not work for Stove <laughs> <laughs> Tech. I don't know, sure. I think you no.
1: might have
3: given him an extra discount. His, his. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds, it, it certainly sounds like it. No, I, I just said it's a good product. But we bought a number of things, actually, from, from uh, your store. But I bought a uh, bug-out bag and some MREs and, uh, but, you know, with the water. I bought that compass, which you gave me a great deal on.
1: I wasn't
2: we, uh, we also discussed the way you can actually use a, one of these rocket stoves that we sell to create a copper coil at a chimney. And with that copper coil, you can literally heat water in a, in a hot water cylinder.
3: Yes, sir. If you get uh, one of those uh, hot water heater uh, tanks, you can actually get them at like junkyards. There's a lot of different places you can look online to try and find them, ones that are used. And yeah, you can uh, actually create hot water. Um, and you could even like you know put a spigot up and set up a little shower for yourself if uh, you happen to lose you know that uh, you know your shower at the house
2: and everything. Right. You well, guys- the
1: great thing about that stove is you know the the easiest and cheapest and honestly the, the the most proven way to make your water safe to drink is to actually boil your water. And it doesn't take right. a, it doesn't take a lot. And the rocket stoves are perfect for that because you know they're super efficient. They get super hot really fast. You only really need to take your water from, 160, from you know, 0 to 165 degrees. The time that it takes to make your water safe to drink between boiling and 165 degrees is about one minute. So as soon as your water really starts to boil, it's not going to get hotter. It's going to start to evaporate. So go ahead and just take it off, and you've got safe water.
3: Well, uh, you have that other uh, connection where you can actually boil the water with the rocket so and it has the, the wax that will melt down and let you know at what time it's ready to take out, right?
2: That's true. Braden, thanks very much for the call. You're set to yes, this.
3: sir. Hey, good luck, guys. Thank you.
2: Uh-huh. All right, let's go to Bill. Bill, you're on air.
3: Michael, how are you tonight?
2: Just doing well.
4: Great, great. Good to hear your voice. You sound a little different on the, ra- on the radio than you do in person.
1: Is this Bill, is this Bill Flynn? This is he. How are oh, you, Bill? Oh, Bill, I'm so glad you
4: gave us a call tonight. Oh, thank you. Nice to hear your voice, too. Josh, I can barely recognize you on the radio. It's funny how it twists the voice a little bit.
2: Well, he looks a lot better on radio.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can Man. hear a
4: lot better on the radio, too, let me tell you.
1: Oh, well, yeah. you know, we're really glad that you called in, Bill. Bill is actually a local author. Who's written a few books that we actually do carry here in the store, and uh, I'm going to give him a shameless plug because I sent his books off to my mom down in Florida, who misses the Northwest greatly, but loves apocalyptic scenarios for Christmas, and that's what she got, and she loves them. So, Bill, give it, give us, a, give us 10 second or 20 second on each book, and uh, okay. tell me about them really quick.
4: Oh, sure, sure. Real, without going into detail, the first book is called Shutdown, and it discusses uh, follows a, an Asian American family as they respond. To a sudden collapse of the um, w- world's interconnected banking system, where everything's done with cards and not cash.
2: And this and this is all. Failed, this is all based around Portland, too, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, this is a family that lives in Troutdale, and it talks about their journey for survival um, after the collapse happens, and it happens really quick uh, in the story, um, just a matter of days.
2: Second, so, second book.
4: The second book. Buck. Buck is a guy who, two years after the collapse walks across the country, he's a soldier, and he makes his way into Troutdale because he's, excuse me, he makes his way into Corbett because he's, his, his journey is to try to find his parents who live in Portland. Um, I don't want to spoil the book, so and I won't go and into the Third
2: one? Third one?
4: third one is that four years later, they do a winter, this little colony in Corbett do a, perform a, a winter journey exploring the depopulated the ruins of Portland.
1: And then I heard a rumor today that there's going to be a fourth book. Tell me about the fourth book.
4: The fourth book fits right into your conversation tonight. It's about water. And I don't want to do a big spoiler on it, but there's a reason why Native Americans didn't live on top of hills. They needed to be near, near regular, continuous, floating, not just water, but drinkable water. And, uh, but the top <laughs> of the hills are where
1: I'm safe from zombies.
4: <laughs> 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 it's not just the Native Americans that didn't live on the hills everybody pre-industrial, they had to live near water, or it was a one mighty effort to lug bucket after bucket, like you say, you know, one to three gallons a day per person. You can't do that for very long.
1: Wow, Bill. Well, thanks for your call. I'm really excited to get that new book into the store, and you can find those books on our website at GetReadyPortland.com. Uh, Bill, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Yo, you're more than
4: welcome. Also, they're on Kindle, if I could do an additional plug, and uh, Amazon has them, but come into your store, get some stuff, and you can get the books there. You can of
1: save some water by not buying the trees. I do get that. <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got about 45 seconds
2: to the break, but we, we've had customers come in today. Bill, thank you very much.
1: You're thank- welcome. Thank you,
4: Michael. Bye. Bye, Josh. Thank you.
1: Well, you're listening to the Wise Prepper Show, and give us a call 503 417 9595. After the break, we're going to join Paul, and we want to hear your preparedness questions.
2: Without the Second Amendment, we lose our freedoms. And Dan Blackstone, owner of the Blackstone Gun Safety, understands and wants to preserve this right. Dan started Blackstone Gun Safety to help people learn about handguns, increase their proficiency, and or obtain their concealed carry permit. I've been through a class with them. If you join Blackstone Gun Safety at one of the upcoming concealed carry classes in Portland, you leave educated, certified, and satisfied. BlackstoneGunSafety.com is where you go to get started. Blackstone Gun Safety is serious about helping you exercise your Second Amendment rights. So remember, BlackstoneGunSafety.com.
5: National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm, as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature, and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool and special interest groups please visit our website and then visit our paradise turtleislandpreserve.org or call 828-265-2267 real food living was started in the 1990s as a free resource for families to share information on food for health herbal and natural treatments, homesteading, home education, independent product reviews, and much, much more. Since then, we've grown to reach families all over the world. www.realfoodliving.com and www.blog.realfoodliving.com are there for you to come and sit a while anytime you want. Listen to the radio shows for Get Real, Get Prepared, read our product reviews, frequently asked questions, how to get started, great articles and great recipes. You can watch our videos and join in the giveaways. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, examiner.com, and in Prepare Magazine, as well as on the PRN radio network. Check out our books, Wrapping It Up, available at amazon.com, and Naturally Healthy Cuisine, Real Food for Real Families, available at www.naturallyhealthy.org. You can drop us a line anytime at realfoodliving.com, your source for great information and reviews you can really use.
6: Yeah. Well, I did, but now that I do, I'm not so sure. Sir? Johnson, I got a mission for you that could change your life. Oh, good, sir. It involves traveling halfway around the world without so much as half a clue of where you're going or what you're going to do when you get there. Situation normal, sir? Uh-huh. Well, I'll be leading this mission, Johnson, so I'll be telling you what to do. You, sir? That's right, Johnson, and I say first things first. Oh, good plan, sir. And what I say is first is food. Always remember that, Johnson. Food is a big deal. Sir, my brother-in-law can get a really good deal on some surplus MREs. Johnson, if you've got half a brain and that empty head of yours, you'll call the freeze a dry guy like I did. That food is better for you, it rehydrates faster, and it's good, Johnson, and it keeps for up to 30 years. Will we be gone that long, sir? Well, I hope not. Now get your supplies organized and meet me down to the pier at dawn on Sunday. We stay in the sunrise. Yes, sir.
0: This adventure is brought to you by the Freeze Dry Guy. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com.
1: And if you're just joining us, my name is Joshua Patterson. This is the Wise Prepper Show, and we're here to help you get prepared. Um, We just, you know, we want to thank all of our callers who have already reached out to us, and you can reach us at our store seven days a week at 7202 Northeast Gleason Street. But right now, I want to go ahead and take uh, Rick's call. Rick, you're on with us? Yeah.
6: Yeah, this is Rick. Rick,
1: what can we do for you? Okay,
6: um... I put up a, uh, a rain barrel I bought it at the local feed store. It's got the little spigot on the bottom and stuff. It's about 30 gallons. And um, I hose up the gutter and put a leaf guard in, and I used a flexible hose to, you know, put it in the mouth of the barrel. And I put a piece of, like, sheet material with a bungee cord to try at least get keep some of the stuff out. Uh, and then I dumped it. And then in the rain that we've had, it, like, filled up in two days. So uh, I'm done. But And I put it in, uh, like, a quarter cup of bleach. But... Uh, Is that water, should I, like, still boil it? Would it still be drinkable, or is there a better filter way to filter it, or what do you suggest?
1: Well, I mean, you're taking it off of your gutters, and even with the leaf guard in there, you've still Mm -hmm. got birds on your roof doing Mm -hmm. the bird business. So I would still definitely consider it contaminated water. Um, That type of water... You know, it, it's not going to be as toxic as for, say, if you were to go down to the Willamette after a major earthquake and pull it right, right. out of the Willamette, but I would right. definitely filter it, and yeah. uh, if it, filter it before you boil it. Um, if you have a high-quality fil- filter, like a Berkey filter, like what we, what, what we recommend at the store, um, yeah. you know, that's going to remove all of your viruses, protozoa, pathogens, but yeah,
6: I've, got a, I've got a pure filter that will do 300 gallons. I've never used it. But, yeah, unfortunately,
1: uh, purifier, pure filters are not rated for viruses, and uh, I do not believe that they're rated for cysts either. And so okay. it, it, a pure filter is really designed for taste and some metals. It's not necessarily designed for that type of situation. So okay. check your packaging and make sure, make sure of what it's rated for.
6: Okay. Well, this one was uh, to go in your pack, and I think it's rated for all that, Guardian, all that stuff. So. Nice. But I, I could be wrong. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I heard it somewhere else. They said that it's still really not safe once it's off your roof, so you need to boil it or filter it.
1: Absolutely true.
2: Mind you, okay. back, in, back in New Zealand, you know, there's tens of thousands of houses that have caught the rainwater off their roof but, and, and used it. You know, I used to live in a place like that. Um, but over here, who knows what's in the atmosphere and in the rain, which is why we suggest or recommend that look into quality water filters, especially yeah. those that are gravity-fed. Um, yeah. You know, you can get ones that work under the sink, but um, well, just while I just want to think about it. Paul, sorry I lost your call. My apologies for that little bit of fumble thumb here. Um, so the, tonight's discussion is about water, how essential it is for as part of your preparedness plan. Rick, thanks very much for your call. We appreciate you coming in.
6: Yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks.
2: Now, who have we got next? We've got line three, and Steve, what would it take to drink water out of a Columbia? Well, it would take a a really stout heart. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. You're on air.
3: Um, Well, I just wanted to know what it takes to drink water out of the Columbia River. I mean, you pull it out, filter it. Boil it and should be good to go, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, this week our our newsletter article, and you can subscribe to our newsletter at GetReadyPortland.com and read our blog post right there. I did touch uh, briefly on the Willamette, which you know is a little bit dirtier than the Columbia before Umatilla, but yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, you're going to be able to take care of everything with a high, with a high quality viral and bacteriological filter. Um, but after a, <laughs> after a major earthquake, things could be different because you're going to have, you know, ruptured pipes and potentially other things that are in the water that, that could contaminate it. And I'm not going to go there with you, Matilla, but I can imagine that that's a possibility as well. Um, yeah, you know, sure. what and, I recommend is... Hurt everything else. Yeah, what I recommend, if you can... Is to get to a side stream or other or other runoff stream into whatever major rig- river you have access to. That's going to be your best possible chance for non-toxic contaminants. Toxins are really difficult to get out, even with high-quality gravity-based filters. So side streams are going to be your best bet. I probably myself would avoid the Columbia directly if I had if I could.
2: <laughs> All right, Steve, we really appreciate you calling in. Got to move along okay. to a next caller. This, this show just really no, thank seems you, thank to fly you. by. Thanks, Steve. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Okay, we're going to Daniel. Come on in, Daniel.
0: Yeah, I wanted to tell you, I bought one of those uh, stoves, and I've, I I couldn't tell you who made it right now, but it's one of the ones with you feed the sticks in, and then it's got the uh, stainless steel deal up with the, the sto- wax deal. Yeah,
1: about. the stove tech.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it got this container, and and I have a place, kind of a hidey place. It's a, kind of a retreat up above Lake Merwin, if you get my drift. And I've been up there three or four times, and I've used that thing. And I tell you what, I swear by it.
1: They are, they are a really great product. We, have, we do appreciate you coming in and getting that from us.
0: Well, I bought it from a guy that was selling them at a gun show, and I think he was one of your dealers. I mean, I'm not too good on names or whatever. That's okay,
1: we do those too.
0: That's a great stove. Yeah, it right? it's wonderful. Let me give some. Can I give some other advice about stored stuff?
1: Yeah, sure. real quick. Go right ahead. Go right ahead.
0: I I've been doing this for maybe ten years, and everybody goes, "Well, see, nothing's happened." And one of the mistakes I made was buying regular canned food off the store. I probably got thousands of stuff uh, dollars of stuff that I've fed to the chickens. The only way to go with this stuff is to go to you guys or whoever and get the freeze-dried stuff. That stuff's worth, what, 20, 25 years.
2: Absolutely right. And I'm just imagine if you'd been buying food 25 years ago, what it would have cost then and what you'd well, have to for no, it Well, no, <laughs> I
0: thought it was about... I started about 10 years ago, and I bought thousands of food every year, and then, you know, I've been going through this stuff, and, you know, what do you do when you get $1,000 worth of canned vegetables that was out of date three years ago?
1: Well, I appreciate your call. Next week we're going to go pretty in-depthly on food if we can, and we'll cover not just the... uh, the how to rotate through your store-bought stuff, but then how to supplement that with the long-term stuff so you've got a good 30 days and beyond think, for any emergency. Well, Thank you so I'm much looking, for your call, Daniel. I'm looking forward to that program. We'll see you then. Thanks a lot.
2: Now, real quick, I'd like to get Paul online. Paul, thanks, thanks for much. holding.
3: Hi. I'm a, an emergency ham radio operator in Washington County.
2: We've got a break coming up in about 30 seconds, so we may have to hold you over, but carry on.
3: Okay, I've been to your store, bought one of the toilet seats. I've always been questioning that one gallon. I know on a warm day I've drank, drank a couple of 32-ounce uh, Powerades just driving in the car, and I thought, well, there's half that gallon, and your other half is for sanitation. So I'm really trying to think of saving more than a gallon a day. For mm-hmm. If you're using dry food, you're losing that water if you're washing your hands.
2: Well, that's the thing, you know. We... Um we start off with advising the absolute minimum that you should have available, and build from there. Uh, we're just right, coming up to a break, so I really thank you for your call. I hope we've answered it as best we could in the time we had. Thanks. Right after this break, we'll have the worldwide wise prepper news.
7: Want to reduce your dependence on the electrical grid? Trying to save money on groceries? Preparing for a major power outage? We can help. Layman's is your source for everything you need for heat, food, light, and water when there is no power. Glenda Layman Irvin here for Layman's in Kidron, Ohio. My father, Jay Lehman, founded our store in 1955 to serve the local Amish with non-electric appliances, tools, and houseware items. Today, through our website laymans.com, a print catalog, and a retail store, we provide oil lamps, water pumps, wood stoves, canning supplies, and hand tools to customers all over the world. If you think it isn't made anymore, check with Layman's before you give up. Visit laymans.com or call us at 1-8 Seven seven four three eight five three four six for a free catalog, or just stop by. We're located about an hour south of Cleveland.
5: Water, it's essential for life. Water safe enough to drink has to be a top priority for every day, no matter what the conditions. That's why Aquapale is the best choice when it comes to making water safe enough to drink, whether it's storm water, creek water, or storage water. The AquaPail is the only affordable, portable water treatment system that comes in a range of sizes to meet small or large water requirements. Made entirely in the USA, the AquaPail kills waterborne bacteria, viruses, and creates a gallon of safe to drink water in minutes, not hours. To get your free information packet on the extraordinary AquaPail and choose the right size for your needs, go to www aquapail.com. That's www.aquapail.com. Why wait for clean water? The Aquapail is the world's fastest, safest, and most reliable water treatment system available.
2: The Portland Preparedness Center on the corner of 72nd and Gleason has all your preparedness needs. The four basics of food, water, shelter, and medical supplies. We have them all, freeze-dried foods, water barrels, 72-hour kits starting at only $39.95, mylar bags, food pantries with 42 meals, enough for two weeks for one person, German knives and machetes, compasses, sea crane radios, lanterns, canned meats, cheese, bacon and butter, and the ultimate underground shelter. We're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Our phone number is 503-252-2525. That's 503-252-2525. Our website is GetReadyPortland.com.
5: Everyone knows that the fresher the food, the better. Better for health, nutrition, and of course, taste. This is especially true with grains and flours that can become rancid so quickly. That's why it's important to have a quality grain mill for use today and in your preparations. The Wonder Mill Company is the only American company to produce an electric mill as well as a manual mill, and they're made with the highest quality materials and workmanship. They create the finest flours, whether from whole grains, gluten-free grains, beans, and even more. The Wonder Mill Electric Mills and the Wonder Junior Deluxe Manual Grain Mills are the highest rated grain mills for good reason. They work and they're built to last. Visit the Wondermill website to check out their videos, reviews, recipes, and to find a dealer near you today. That's thewondermill.com.
2: Hello, it's Wednesday, June 12, 2013, and here's the nightbeat news of the moment. Fire, earthquakes, floods, yet another severe weather warning. And what do you think of the guy who broke the news that your every little detail has been spied on and scooped up by the U.S. government's secret surveillance program? Starting with fire, back in January we predicted a year of major wildfires, and we're seeing them now. A biggie in California last week, and now the Black Forest fire in a heavily wooded residential area northeast of Colorado Springs that's already burned 40 to 60 houses after it broke out yesterday, and forcing the evacuation of about 2,300 homes and 6,400 people. Plus, they had to move 900 prisoners from a jail because of dense smoke. And that's only one of three big fires they have to deal with in Colorado. And earthquakes, a story out of Vancouver, British Columbia, says a new study of the Pacific coast shows it has experienced 22 major earthquakes over the last 11,000 years, and it's due for another. The last so-called megathrust earthquake in the zone that stretches from northern Vancouver Island down to California happened more than 3,000 years ago. So I guess we could see another big one tomorrow, maybe. Fact is, no one can predict exactly when an earthquake will happen. That's why so many people just don't do anything about being prepared. Flooding. In Germany, it's horrendous, especially after a dam broke on the Fischbeck area, 23,000 people evacuated from Magdeburg, and in Poland, can you believe 30 litres of water per square metre falling in three hours in a storm on Sunday? Bad weather is the new norm. Back home, there's a tropical storm forming south of the Baja Peninsula. We'll see what happens with that over the next few days, since it just might become a hurricane. But here's the bad news. And it's more bad news for the northeast. Today, the Weather Channel says to expect severe thunderstorms from eastern Iowa, northern central Illinois, and southern Wisconsin into Indiana southern lower Michigan, and Ohio. Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit, and possibly Cleveland can expect damaging winds, large hail, some tornadoes, and local flash flooding. Thursday, the threat shifts to the east with damaging straight-line winds, large hail, and a few tornadoes possible, affecting Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, D.C. And again, damaging straight-line winds and heavy rainfall from the southern Appalachians and Tennessee Valley, to southern Virginia and the Carolinas. Chicago, Cleveland, New York City and Boston are all in danger given saturated ground from Andrea and a subsequent soaking a few days later. The flood threat is particularly high from eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey into New England. So, what do you think of Edward Snowden, the guy who leaked information on the government's secret surveillance program? Is he a traitor? or a hero. An unofficial poll on a small website this morning shows 44% think he's a hero, 38% think he's a traitor, 18% say they don't know, but that's all out of only 759 votes. However, if it's indicative of what the wider community believes, it's weird to think 38% of the population would jump into lockstep with a politician's first called Snowden a traitor. I think they're doing that to destroy the messenger, so you'll forget the message, which is that these politicians all knew this was happening, did nothing about it, and don't want you to focus on them. So calling Snowden a traitor is their way of diverting attention from the real issue, which is that they have all broken their promise to uphold the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which says you have the right to privacy. Instead, by calling Snowden a traitor, we find that 38 people out of 100 agree with them, which means those 38 people are okay with having their Fourth Amendment rights bulldozed into the dust by a spying project that scoops up everything there is to know about everything you do. Frankly, any poll on this issue should be asking what we think of a government that promised never to invade our privacy and then went behind our backs and started spying on everyone in the country to see if they could be classified as a potential terrorist. Well, if you're going to form any opinion at all about what Snowden is, you should first make the effort to watch the interview he did explaining why he did what he did. It's easily found on YouTube. Just Google Snowden plus YouTube and you just might conclude that this guy is neither a hero nor a traitor. If anything, Snowden is nothing more than a whistleblower. And that's what he's referred to by former presidential candidate Ron Paul, who now says, quote, I don't think for a minute that he's a traitor, unquote. But Ron Paul also worries that, quote, somebody in our government might kill him with a cruise missile or a drone missile. And we'll let Ron Paul have the last word on this for today. Quote, what do you think about people who assassinate American citizens without trials and assume that that's the law of the land? That's where our problem is, Unquote. This is Michael Knight for Wise Prepper
1: News. Michael, that's a lot of news, and there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot of times people come in and they bring us the world news and they say, how are all these things connected? And I think that the biggest, most important part of getting prepared is remembering that these things can happen anywhere. It is not unusual for disasters to happen. It's just unusual for them to happen to you. Even this past week, we had a tornado out uh, in uh, southwest Washington that affected a barn And tornadoes aren't extremely common here. So it's about what are you going to be prepared for. We left Paul uh, at the end of, uh, before the last break, and he asked if anybody has actually used one gallon per person per day. And you know, that left me thinking, we have a beautiful luxury here in America, and that is that we have an abundance of fresh water. But unfortunately, around the world, people do, do, do use less than one gallon per person per day for their drinking, and unfortunately, that's not even that clean. So... When thinking about your water, your water storage and making water clean to drink, head over to our website at GetReadyPortland.com and check our blog out where I've got uh, simple ways that you can make your water safe to drink. You're well, listening to The Wise Prepper Show. Give us a call, 503-417-9595. And uh, we've got Suzanne waiting for us.
2: Suzanne, thanks for being patient with us. We appreciate you calling in.
5: Oh, well, I enjoy your show. My question is about uh, portable or emergency water desalinators. I live right by Coos Bay, and I'm interested in your recommendations if you have any. Thanks.
2: Desalination is a whole subject in itself. Um, It's not really something that we have uh, addressed before. As far as I know, the only way to desalinate water is to
1: distill it. Mm-hmm. That's correct, and fortunately, when I was recently at the most recent gun show that I went to, there is a local person who has developed a wonderful desalination unit that uh, I'm currently reviewing. And uh, as I get more information about it, and I feel it's become a trusted product, I'll bring it closer to you. But until then, most desalination units, unfortunately, have been expensive, or you've really got to have a lot of technical know-how to to do this. Um, it re- you know, you could use any still um honestly and just use water you know stills were used to make alcohol but the idea is that you use the the copper coil to capture the steam and and turn it back into pure drinkable water um so that's what's called distilling and that would remove the salt from the water uh you could do that over an open flame i would say that if i was going to be prepared to still my own water i'd probably go out to the home depot and pick up some copper tube just in case but i will research that more and uh you're down in Coos Bay, you said? Uh, yes, I live so, in Nor- North Bend. It's right by Coos Bay. So I know that you're on my Facebook page, and I will contact you directly with some information after, after the show. Probably tomorrow I'll, I'll shoot you a message. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Susan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right. Now let's move along. As, a, as we've been saying, this is a show where we rely on you people calling in because it's about you. It's about helping you get prepared. So I'd like you to consider. Just pick up the phone. We're not watching public broadcasting here. We're doing information that people need to use. <laughs> Just pick up your phone and call your friendly Joshua on 503-417-9595. I can't believe you hit public <laughs> in broadcasting. The meantime, in the meantime, let's go to Benjamin. Benjamin, welcome to the show.
6: Hi. I'm calling from Montevilla here in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I just want to know, what kind of tips do you guys have for um, um, making the best use of uh, of our rainwater here in Portland so that, uh, you know, we can be, uh, um, you know, wise about our water?
1: I think that's a really good question. We are fortunate that we have a tremendous amount of water in Portland. And uh, you you hit it right on the money. That is one of the best ways to start getting prepared is to save your own rainwater. We had a caller earlier who asked, you know, if I collect it off my, off my roof, is it safe to drink? And I answered with, well, you still better filter it or boil it um, or a combination of the both. Um, We sell at our store 55 gallon drums that are designed for fresh potable water. And what that means is that they're brand new and they've never been used for anything. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that you can go out on Craigslist and get used junky ones for rainwater barrels for the $25 to $50 area. And and in the worst-case scenario, even if you're not going to drink it, you've got gray water stored in store. What I would do, though, with those is I would strap them to your house like your hot water heater should be strapped to in in, in your house as well. And that way, when we have a big earthquake, they don't don't rumble around. There's a lot of low-cost from $15 to $50 kits that you can get uh, at Portland Nursery. Or even Home Depot that are they just adapt to your downspout, and i 've also seen online uh, large catchments, almost like an upside down umbrella that you can put directly over what 's called the bung or the opening of the 55 gallon drum and use that just to collect either right off your roof or right from the rain right from falling out of the sky itself. so those are probably two, two, two of the, the best ways to do it. Um,
2: I'd just like to give a shout-out, too, to uh, the Rain Barrel Man. Oh, he, yeah. He makes a wonderful uh, kit that's uh, got a plastic uh, barrel in, inside, but it's surrounded by... Um, cedar. Cedar. Yeah. And it's really a very attractive addition to the side of your house if you want to go that route. You know, it just blends in with the landscape. And uh, he also sells the um, the, the diverter from the, from the downpipe. So there's all sorts of options. And when you do gather rainwater, um, maybe one thing to consider. This is what I did when I built a house some years back. I actually bought a septic tank, buried it while I was under construction, and ran rainwater into that. Check
1: your local laws. Check your local laws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that part. Right. Ben, those are great That's questions. Did you have anything else for us? That's it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for your call. You're listening to the Wise Prepper, Wise Prepper Show. On 101.1 FM, give us a call, 503-417-9595, with your preparedness questions. And uh, tonight we're talking about water. What makes it safe to drink? How can you store it? Give us a call. You maybe have a question about a specific type of filter or uh, other places in your house that you can find fresh water. That's something we might talk about uh, after the break. This is the Wise Prepper Show with Michael Knight and Joshua Patterson.
0: Self-Reliance Illustrated, teaching our youth and passing on the tribal knowledge. A bi-monthly magazine that you can check out online. They have articles on shelter, water, food, prepping, just general outdoor stuff. What do you think of that one, Dan?
4: Oh, this thing is awesome. When you look at some of these things in this magazine, you are going to have a ball.
0: So that's Self-Reliance Illustrated. and Where can we find it?
4: www.selfrelianceillustrated.com.
1: You're not buying food storage containers, heirloom seeds, or water purifiers just for the fun of it. You're getting these things ready for your peace of mind. Visit the Always Ready Store in Burnsville, North Carolina, where peace of mind is the end goal of preparedness. Find everything you need to get ready, from food dehydrators to whole grain wheat. doesn't matter if you're a veteran or a novice to preparedness. The Always Ready Store is there to help. Visit the store at West Main Street in Burnsville, North Carolina, located right next to Wishbone's Restaurant. Or visit www.alwaysreadystore.com to shop securely online for anything you might need to keep you and your family prepared. Always Ready Store. Are you ready?
5: Making the Best of Basics Family Preparedness Handbook by James Talmud Stevens. He's been a part of the preparedness community, sharing information since the beginning. That's why he's known as Dr. Prepper. Making the Best of Basics has been the all-time best-selling volume in the preparedness industry for almost four decades. Updated and revised to provide the most relevant information available. You can choose the new CD-ROM version that's jam-packed full of special features. Or, for instant access to all the information, you can purchase the digital download version and have every how-to, every article, every recipe, and every resource available immediately. No wait and no freight. Visit www.makingthebestofbasics.com today and get your hands on this essential preparedness resource. While you're there, take the free Family Preparedness Self-Assessment Test. Be sure to stop by MakingTheBestOfBasics.com for the CD-ROM, digital download, or print book, or all three, Making the Best of Basics. If you're going to buy just one resource to help you maximize your preparedness, this is the one, Making the Best of Basics. Welcome
1: back. This is Josh Patterson, The Wise Prepper Show. Tonight's Community Preparedness Calendar is brought to you by the Portland Preparedness Center. Would your business like to sponsor the Community Preparedness Calendar? You can. Head over to our website at GetReadyPortland.com and send us a message. Coming up this week, skills that build your personal resilience are critical to your emergency preparedness plan. In the short term, tomorrow, March 24th, Portland Fruit Tree Project is having a class on grafting, which is one of the most common methods of fruit tree propagation. That starts at 10 a.m., and uh, though it might be too late to register for this class, you'll find a link to all their classes on their website. Starting at 2 p.m., First Ways on Alberta is offering an urban foraging class, and they say you'll go on a two-hour plant identification tour of the urban jungle, learning about the edible and medicinal uses of weeds and trees that you'll find on the street. They have a $40 class fee for that. There's a link to their website on our website at GetReadyPortland.com. On March 26th, a free class offered by the Oregon Red Cross will be offering Together We Prepare. This free class provides participants receive information on how to prevent, prepare for, and respond to disasters by making personal disaster plans and establishing family meeting places and addressing emergency communication strategies. That's at 6 p.m. at the Oregon Red Cross. See our website for more details. And also on March 26th, one of my favorite authors of edible plant books, John Callis, is offering a presentation from Dirt to Plate. It's all about edible wild plants and uh, bring your friends to wow them about the potentials of wild foods. That's going to be at the Tigard Public Library at 7 p.m. And don't forget to come by the Preparedness Center and pick up a copy of one of his books. And uh, he just does amazing things bringing uh, wild plants. Uh, Next week we're going to talk about food, but uh, one thing I did want to say here in the Portland area, you will never starve because we almost always have dandelions. And dandelions are edible. A little bit bitter, but they'll keep you alive. And... uh, Again, this is the Wise Prepper Show. Give us a call at 503-417-9595. Just before we get back to calls, Joshua, a
2: couple of things I'd like to mention. Um, USA Today called us a couple, of, well, a couple of weeks ago and asked for an interview about um, preparedness in this area. And they've done a wonderful article today, not about us in particular, but about Oregon stockpile is ready for the overdue earthquake. So that's on the uh, USA Today um, Today's edition. And, uh, you know, the story highlights were that 40%, there's a 40% chance that there'll be a magnitude 8 or above earthquake off the coast of Oregon. And, you know, we're all well aware of that. This is one of the reasons why we have the preparedness store in the city. I don't know why I'm there, but...
1: But maybe everybody's not all aware of that, which is why we have the Wise Prepper show exactly. to tell you it's time to get Actually, prepared.
2: Th- that's true. This, this show is designed to reach out and let people know that this resource is there. That you can just come into the store save a lot of time and worry we've got some really good books on basic preparedness checklists and so forth and then you don't have to pay all that uh, internet shipping charges
1: speaking of checklists I want everybody to head over to our website or prep dot org and uh, they have a great checklist that I found this week that I put a link to on on the wise Prepper site uh, under show links okay. and that's uh, great link
2: now uh, another couple of things the this, One caller asked who was the the author we were referring to earlier. His name is Bill Flynn, William Flynn, and uh, his books are Buck, and um, we have them in the store. So that will answer that question. And we have some interesting information here. The Doomsday Preppers show has officially wrapped up. And a local guy by the name of Captain William Simpson is the most prepped with an estimated survival of 18 months. Well, good for him. Yeah, we met Captain Simpson in the store a while back, and he just, you know, emailed us the story He's today. a really neat guy. He's a great guy. And uh, just check out the Doomsday Prepper shows and uh, look for Captain William Simpson. Some of them are a little a very unique. A very unique way of being prepared, but I'll leave that as a mystery for you. <laughs> Do your Some own of them research. Are mystery. All right. Let's take another call. We just love you folks calling in. Now, Bruce, I think you're on line one. Press the button. Bruce, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. I'm wondering if my 0.2 micron water filter, little hand pump that I bought off eBay, is adequate for drinking out of relatively clear streams.
1: Ooh, there's a good question. Clear streams and dirty streams have no difference as to whether the water is actually safe or unsafe. You can have a perfectly dirty stream that is equally as safe as a beautifully clean you know.
2: Hey fresh, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt. We Did have we have control? we have one minute.
1: One to, minute to
0: your filter doesn't clog as quickly
2: on
1: the You're right, it doesn't. So you you will still want to use that point zero two micron, which is a which is a viral filter for both clean and dirty and dirty streams. If you can filter it through a t shirt first And that will help reduce the turbidity of the water and make your filter clog not quite as fast.
2: Thank you, folks, for being on the show. We absolutely love the fact that you call in. This is The Wise Prepper Show with Michael Knight and Joshua Patterson. Visit our website at GetReadyPortland.com or come visit us at the store on the corner of 72nd and Gleason.
1: Take care. This has been The Wise Prepper Show.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Wise Prepper Show. Joshua and I are available to help you get prepared Monday through Saturday at the Portland Preparedness Center on the corner of 72nd and Gleason or online at GetReadyPortland.com. You can interact with us on Facebook and be sure to tune in for next week's edition of the Wise Prepper Show.
0: You've been listening to the Preparedness Radio Network, offering helpful and timely tips on preparing for natural and man-made disasters timely and useful tips on gardening and homesteading. Check us out online at BePreparedRadio.com. Until next time, remember, preparedness saves lives. This is the Preparedness Radio Network.